Welcome everyone to Orenthal Redux. We are re-releasing our original short series Orenthal with new editing and music. Three years ago, we started our podcast with this actual play, with no idea of where it would lead. Taking place over a hundred years before our current actual play adventures, our characters in Orenthal looked for clues and hunted for a secret foe who instigated devious plots within the city. Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw. As always... With me are the following players. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm going to be playing Sildan. He is a wood elf, way of the Kensei monk. Hi, this is Bethany. I'm playing Saria, an ASMR Order of the Immortal mystic. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm going to be playing Daryl, a human evocation wizard. Hello, I'm Nick. I'm going to be playing Tor, a dwarven inquisitive rogue. I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Kalima, the half-elf domain of the grave cleric. And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. Orenthal Redux, Episode 11. This is how a monk counterspells. Last time, the party met up with Thovin and exchanged information on what they knew about the Whispered Ones, as Thovin told them of his own encounters with the Whispered Ones during the time of the Cataclysm, armed with new information, while Thovin kept an eye on the delegation and prepared for an attack for tomorrow's ceremony, the party decided they would go and investigate the temple over in the Gold Petal Gardens district. So, Thovin has left the room... Lash just kind of peeked her head in and says, "Do you still need some time, or uh, just a, can I get back to my shop?" Just, just, just a couple of minutes. Just a couple short minutes, and we'll be out of here. Out well. of your hair. Doesn't even like let you finish as close. Does does, does Lash have hair? Yep. Okay, out of her hair. So, what do we do? We still want to go check out the temple and see if we can figure out why that was marked. I think that's probably our best lead at this point. I agree with this. Because otherwise our only other lead is to go to the wizard's tower and we really have no entrance there and no idea what to do. And no excuse as to how to get in. That's true, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess lead the way, Kalima? Well, do we really want to go in through above or do we want to go from below? Because we already are fairly confident that they're traveling through the, the sewers below. But the mark didn't indicate that there was an entrance from the sewers. That mark could either correspond to something below, Mm. most likely, or it could correspond to something on the surface that is somehow connected to what's below. So you think we should go from below just to limit? I think we should go check out above first Uh and then go to one of the nearby entrances. So my other concern is if we do try and go above and they know who we are, they may be able to signal to down below Mm. and then we would miss them. And if we go from below, then we could get ambushed in a place we don't know. That's true, too. Do we need to take a vote? Because it seems like we might have a split. I'm fine with taking a vote. So I'll, I'll just ask one at a time. Yes for above, uh, no for below. Saria. Yes for above. First. Kalima. Yes for above. Tor. No for above. Daryl. No for above. Because oh. <laughs> I'm split between. No. Okay. So I guess we'll go from below, and we'll just try to be stealthy, and hope for the best, and follow the maps that Daryl has. Yep. 
So what entrance are you doing? One that's closer to the Gold Petal Gardens or Vrals? Gold Petal Gardens, I think we should start as close as possible. Give less time for us to get caught. So you guys begin to travel towards the Gold Petal Gardens district. The streets are even busier now. You're having a hard time traveling through the crowd as more people have been drinking games in in the streets. The sun is beginning to go down. Is it like carnival, like sort of drinking in the streets and excitement or like? Kinda. Okay. You guys are traveling through and takes you quite a bit of time just to traverse through the throngs of people that are covering the streets. I can't just be like, move. You can make an intimidation check. Yeah, let her intimidate the crowd. Oh, I can intimidate. 20. Similar to the last time, as you guys are feel pressed kind of on all sides by people, Kalima, frustrated, calls out that you're on official business and starts giving everyone that look. People start to turn and look towards her, some a little drunk, but as they kind of stare, they're like, take a few steps back. And while it's not like a clear path through, you are finding it a bit easier. It does still take you over an hour, but it doesn't take you two, which it would have. (laughs) Yay! Yay, I did something good! Can I make sure, as we're going, to watch for anybody looking at us in sort of like a hostile or kind of like an alert way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make a perception check. Okay. I'd like to move unobtrusively. Make a stealth check. So that's a total of 27. Maybe that'll make up for my nine. (laughs) I'll loan you some stuff. You are bumping into everyone, Daryl. (laughs) Even at a couple of points, you, as you're bumping into some people, you knock a drink out of someone's hand. Kind of turns to give you like an angry look, but sees Kalima and backs off. Oh yeah, I'd be giving dirty looks left and right too, by the way. Now for the perception checks. So 25. I went with perception. The total was an 18. Tori, you don't notice anything specific. Just traveling through, you're following behind Kalima and just a lot of people around you. Sildan, you're traveling through, and you're kind of looking. It is really hard to see anything very specific in this throng of people. And you do see a lot of drunken people around. For a moment, you look through and you see what looks to be a cloaked figure. Human kind of seem to be staring directly at you guys. And as soon as his gaze catches yours, he pulls his hood up and ducks into the crowd. Yeah, I would have tried to get your attention. Bye. But do I see her? I'm not I'm not like I mean, invisible. she's there. She's just moving very smoothly through I the crowd. So, yeah. if not for the fact that you know she's with you, you wouldn't have noticed her. All right. Yeah, I would I would let her know what I saw. Go go get him. Okay. I'm, I'm running. <laughs> Make an acrobatics check Ooh, if you're running I'm after him. Oh. Because you're trying to weave so into the crowd 20. very quickly. What? And 27 what? total. It's sorry I would tell the group. So Sudan's a uh, rope figure giving him a weird look. So he's taken off. Maybe we should go check that out on our way. Is that why he's leapfrogging over yes. the other <laughs> pedestrians? <laughs> yes. So you guys kind of watch and it seems Sildan moves without touching anybody in this. He just slips and bobs and weaves and he's gone in an instant. Oh. Go get him, buddy. Sildan, you rush up and you can see the hood and cloak of the figure and he's trying to move quickly through the crowd. Not quickly enough. <laughs> no, nowhere near. He can't match your speed. Okay. Yeah, I'll grab him by the shoulder. Just Make an athletics check. Oh, boy. 22 is the total. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That beats my nine. You're nine. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled an 18. 
So you reach out and grab this guy and pull him. And you see he's human. Light brown, kind of dirty, little messy hair. And he turns to look at you. He speaks an incantation quickly. And mist covers his form for a moment. And your hand slips. And he's gone. Oh, did I see where the mist goes? Make another perception check. Uh, oh. I would be following, by the way. To I mean, make an acrobatics check to slip through the crowd. Oh boy, I am not as acrobatic. Actually, uh, roll with advantage because of your stealth. Oh, okay. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You don't see miss, but you see someone taking off about forty feet from you. Going after him. <laughs> so I rolled a one and a seventeen with advantage, <laughs> so that's a total of twenty-one. What are the rest of you doing? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I would try and run after them as well at this point. I would as well, but probably nowhere near as fast. And uh, yeah, yeah, Tor will probably also. <laughs> More just pushing people. So Kalima, you don't need, if you're all walk, running with Kalima, people will get out of your way. Because <laughs> Kalima's like a battering ram through a crowd. <laughs> I just try playing my mace again. People seem to be avoiding her. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Sildan, you start to rush through the crowd. Saria, you can just see Sildan ahead of you, but he's quickly leaving your field of vision. I need you to make a perception check. 16. You can just see the slightest shift in bodies ahead of you as if someone's moving through that area. So you take off in that direction. Sildan, you are almost on him. What do you want to do? Knock him to the ground. Make an athletics check. Yeah, you get him, buddy. 20. So you rush up and you dive at him. Please. And for a moment, you feel your fingers no. begin to slip, but you catch and pull him to the ground with yeah. you. Uh, uh. You tumble to the ground for a moment, and both of you get up, and as you do, you see he begins to recite some sort of incantation. He says, leave me be, or everyone here dies. Whoa. Oh, I'm going to hit him in the, over the head. Oh, gosh. Do I see this? Do I hear this? You start to rush through and make another perception check. 14. You do not. No. I shouldn't have said hit him over the head. I need you to just roll straight dexterity right now. Me? Yeah. That's a fireball Basically, being you're trying to hit him before he releases the spell. Uh, it's, it's like an initiative roll. It's an 18 plus 4, 22. Saria, what's your... Roll a dexterity check for me. Because oh. you might be able to come in and influence this, by the way, before. 23. Oh, you will. Make an attack roll. Punch him in the face! Punch him in the throat. Punch him in the throat. This is how a monk counterspells. Yes. With his fists. 24 to hit. 24 to hit. That hits. Max damage. 10. 10 damage. Okay. It's your full round, so you can do action, bonus action. (laughs) That's 20. 15 damage. Okay. Okay. Flurry of blows. So you smack him twice. You see he's still holding on to the incantation. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no. Oh, actually. Stunning strike. Uh, yeah, that one. I will spend a key point to flurry blows. That way I have two chances to stun him. 23. Hits. Nine. And then stunning strike. He is not stunned. Okay, again. 21. 21 hits. Six damage. Stunning okay. strike. You're good. Okay. He is not stunned, though. No! Sorry, you're running up, and you see Sildan throw four punches at this cloaked figure. So many people are in front of you, you can't get a clear vision. But there is a moment you see a small mote of flame appearing in his hand. Oh no! Oh, no. All right, he's going down. Do I get to go yet, or is Sildan still punching? Because Sildan had a twenty-two, you essentially spent your first turn getting close enough that now you can use the rest of your movement to get up. Okay, so I'm gonna use the rest of my movement, run up. I can draw my my swords, right? 
Yep. People like take a step back as soon as you draw your blades. Okay. So I am going to go ahead and as a bonus action, use my lethal strike. You haven't seen any clear image of this guy. You just see a hooded figure about to release a, what looks very much like Daryl's fireball. fireball. So yeah, I'm gonna try to take him out. I'm gonna spend five points to do the extra psychic damage when I hit. So I'm going all the way on my lethal strike for my bonus action. Go and for then it. And I am going to attack. 19 plus seven is 26. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Okay. <sighs> okay, hold on. I got to roll. That's 38 points of damage. You slash across his form, releasing a pulse of psychic energy, and his head shoots back, and the spell dissipates. <gasps> As he had exactly that many. Oh kids. my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, there's a crowd of people watching. We just beat up a guy and stabbed him to death. Yep, shoot. Sorry, as his hood falls back, you see Noah. Shoot! Are you serious? Sildan, make an intelligence saving throw. Oh no! No, 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 no! I don't have a Clang, clang, clang. Official business coming through. Oh no. I rolled a one. Okay, wait. Have the rest of us caught Hold up? On. Nope. No. First, you take eight points of psychic damage. Okay. What's your intelligence score? <gasps> it's an 11. Oh my gosh, you're not dead. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make or beat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what what do I see happening as the person standing right there? Immediately, Sildan, like, his head shoots back. And similar to, to a psychic attack that you would do to somebody, blood for a moment pools at, under his eyes. And a now somewhat familiar sight, as a small brain appears atop Noah's head. Oh no! And begins to run through the crowd. To run? Oh, it is not running through the crowd. You both can attempt an opportunity attack as it's trying to. Uh, run. Yes, please. I would like can to. Can I sword it in the face, or does that have to be fist? The fist. Oh. I am going to sword it. Because opportunity attack. I'm I know. This is with my offhand. It's a reaction, so it could be either sword. Okay. Oh, then I'll go with the sturdier one. Uh, now you give me a 20! It's a total of 21 for me, Tony. Okay, both hit as it's trying to run between people's feet. 14 points of damage for me. 14 as well. Saria, you take a swing, slash into its leg. It begins to stumble and, and head forward as Sildan thrusts his foot out and just <laughs> slams it against the ground. That's and it horrifying. remains motionless, and a little splattered. Uh. Burn it with fire! <laughs> <laughs> clang, 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 official business. Coming through, coming through. As you guys, Kalima, you've been noticed people are kind of like moving a little bit out of your way. You notice a lot of people ahead of you just suddenly bolting. Bolt. I would definitely pick up the speed. The crowd just parts at that point in front of you as everyone's kind of like, a few, few less people are getting out of your way and like bumping into you, but you just truck through and you come across the scene as a robed figure on the ground with Saria and Sildan standing over another intellect devourer. Uh. Official business. Kaliba, you can tell. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Can you, can you, official can business. Can you tell people this is official business? <laughs> yes, I would immediately <laughs> s- drop into martial mode and just be like, back up, back up. We're handling it. <laughs> Daryl, as soon as you rush up, you see Noah unconscious on the ground. Do I see, like, the wounds on him? Yes. 
One in particular, a slash wound that is also covered in ice. I'm so sorry, Daryl. Well, Daryl, he's going to be kind of like stopped dead in his tracks and just have like a slow moment of realization. And then just like an expression of terror will come across his face. And then a death glare. At me? At both of you. Because he doesn't know. Yeah. Excuse me, do you not see this? As Tor comes up, he reaches up. He has to reach, but he reaches up and tries to just put a calming hand on his shoulder. Daryl, it was the it was the another intellect devourer. He was already. He would have killed everybody here. No, th- how is that even possible? Tried- this master, master Noah. He was he was a powerful wizard. How could he have been affected? The whispered ones are powerful too. I'm sorry. Daryl will uh, he'll he'll walk over and inspect Noah's body and check and make sure that there's actually the the expected wounds. Well aware of what it looks like, Daryl, you turn his head and see very fresh scar marks in his ear. It might have only been a day at most. What's the crowd doing right now? Yeah. As we're having this. At this point, a lot of people have kind of like spread out, but you guys are in the low hills at this point. So you're in one of the poorest sections of the city. So you see a few people kind of eyeing you, but it seems other than now at this point giving you a wide berth, most people are staring, yeah, but not doing anything particular. So, it seems like they're just trying to get past you. So Saria is gonna, I guess, try to scoop up the intellect of our... I don't want to like leave it sitting in the street, and I don't know what we're gonna do with Noah. She kind of looked to Kalima and be like, what do we do? Could I do a medicine check? Yeah. You, you inspect did. the body and... It's the same. There's no heartbeat. Well, what do we do with the body? We're going to the temple. Yeah. We can at least at least have the body prepared and return to the tower or wherever. And I'll look to Daryl, wherever perhaps you would know the body should be returned to. We should let Thovid know. Yeah, I was just thinking that this is something we need to let him know immediately. Well, we also need to get out of the streets. Yeah. We've drawn quite attention. Yeah. You do notice by this point, some people are lingering a little bit more and just staring. I mean, it is a weird sight, for sure. I snarl at them. <laughs> do we want to use that that's, that spell? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to use the uh, the scroll. Okay. Okay. Tor, to, uh, would you assist me in wrapping and carrying the body? Of course. Sorry, uh, I, sorry to go over to Sildon and be like, you're going to be okay. Yes, this is... It's okay. This is just what that keeps happening. It's been quite a day. <laughs> that it has. Well, no, we're gonna we're gonna get answers. We're gonna we're gonna get answers, right? I mean, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so Solana will kind of stand up. I'll walk over to Daryl and I'll go. Are you okay if I put him on my back and carry him? Yeah, that'll be fine. Okay. Tor and Kalima wrap the body. Yeah. Sildan, you kind of pick him up and and carry him on your shoulders. We proceed to the temple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, yeah. Kalima gets up very official business looking at anybody who is lingering too long and is just like, please continue to the festivities. Enjoy the rest of your evening. This is being taken care of. Move along. People are kind of clearing out. And then I'll go ahead and use the scroll to send a message to Thoden. Okay. Yeah, that we're going to meet him at at the temple because we wouldn't want to take him to the academy anyways because that'd be pretty traumatic for all the students when we march in. Yeah, so I'll say Noah's dead, taken by an intellect devourer within the last day. 
taking his body to the temple. You send the message, and after a moment, that is disturbing news could mean the academy's compromised. I will investigate that. I guess we'll go to the temple. <laughs> it's a lot quicker this time, as people are giving you a wide berth. Um, Wonder why. You begin to travel through. It is late by this point. The sun is going down. It's like dusk? It's dusk. You approach the temple, and doors are open. You step in, and you see the main altar with the rays of the sun cresting over what seemed to be a horizon. The few people are knelt in prayer, but Kalima, you remember that Shamar had taken you into the back room, which is where all the bo- other bodies were. But you don't see him immediately in the entranceway. Okay. I would uh, just very, very quietly, just to my group, we should take him to the back rooms. That's where the, the rituals are t- typically performed. And proceed to kind of like go to the side, like not down like the main middle of the temple, like kind of, you know, stay on the outskirts edges of the inside of the building so that we're not like drawing more attention than necessary to the fact that we're carrying a dead body in. You travel along the sides, kind of keeping a little bit to the shadows of of the temple, which is difficult considering the temple is actually very well lit with torches and drift globes, considering a deity of light. Mm-hmm. But passing across, you go through a door towards the back of the room behind the altar and proceed into a fairly small back room. You see several tables. Uh, you do see a few bodies that you had kind of blessed yesterday, Kalima. It seems like they're being, you know, still being prepared for actual burial. There are several tables open. So walking into the room, down. I'm assuming you're going to place the body next to like one of the other ones yes. on a similar table. Kalima, I'm assuming you're there with him. Mm-hmm. Like all of you kind of gathered in the general area. As you guys are looking first, Saria, you start to look at the other bodies in the room. They are uncovered, but one catches your and Daryl's eye in particular. Oh no! You see Elethra. Our janitor. Hey! She was more than that. Tor, you kind of look and remembering the description of an Olmastayanoga, you see a woman there who looks exactly like she was described to you. And as you kind of look through, you notice against the far back wall an outline of what might be a small door? What? Hmm. I would go over to Alethra and sort of, I guess, sort of see if it looks like an intellect devourer has come out of her head. I would like to do the same. You see the scars. Well, she was just getting back on her feet, you know? And she got her braining. <laughs> We've also found the one that I was initially looking for. I walk by the bodies and head toward the wall where this hidden door appears to be. Sildan's going to take a look around then. Are any of them his little ones? You look through and none of them are your little ones. <sighs> so you see Eberth kind of sniffs the air and sniffs each of the bodies. And he pauses on each one. And then starts to proceed, like, basically exactly where Tor is headed. Towards the back of the room, where all you see is thick wall. But he kind of proceeds and turns, not in them anymore, but was. And he keeps smelling and starts proceeding towards that back wall. What are you going to do, Sorry? She Yeah, she'd be trying to figure out, like, what to do to, as, like, a gesture... And uh, is putting coins on people's eyes a thing in this world? Because I feel like that's what she would do. But yes. Okay. So she would fish around her bag and get a couple of copper. Go ahead and make a religion check for me, though, just okay. so. 
It's still a thing, but... I'm not very religious, <laughs> but I rolled well. 23. Okay. You know, it's a common belief, especially among lower class individuals. Mm -hmm. There is still the belief that they need to cross the mythical river Styx. Oh, river Styx. It's essentially the river that allows you to go into the afterlife. Kalima, you would know this naturally from, from Kelimvor as the river can guide you in several different directions and he is the decider as to where to go but usually there's still the idea of the ferryman okay I'll mm -hmm. so the coin on the eyes is yeah I'll put the coins on her eyes I would just kind of nod to her if she's yeah like, happens to look over meanwhile I'm also kind of like laying out Noah's body like very politely <laughs> mm -hmm. and then as you're doing that I would go and put two gold coins over his eyes two gold coins I want him to have a good trip <laughs> <laughs> First class, caviar. May I check the door for any kind of traps? Investigation. 21. So really quickly, Sildan, what are you doing? Because Tor's investigating the door there. I'll go with Tor. Okay, you start to head towards Tor. Basic investigation, you kind of search and there's a door here. It's But there don't seem to be any traps. There is definitely a door here. It looks like Ebreth is indicating that our intellect devourers may have gone through there as well. Maybe this is what was marked on the map? Really quick. And he flicks his silver for Olma. <laughs> so you want one of us to put the, yeah. the, the silver on the eyes? She's actually pretty close to you, so you can do it as you pass by. Oh, okay. If he doesn't then. want to, that's okay, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'll okay do too. it, but it's only one eye. <laughs> he flicks it in the air. Because <laughs> you only Olma have one no silver. Is, it? is that a discount? <laughs> <laughs> he only has, that's all the money he has to his name. Oh, I thought the person had only one eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. Saria would come up with another coin. We still don't see Sav Sharim. Shamar? Shamar. There we go. No, Shamar is nowhere to be found. That's weird. And I don't see any other kind of priests or other nope. acolyte type people. You guys wait here a minute. I'm going to just go take a look around and see if there's anybody currently working. Would you like one of us to come with you in case... Something happens. Do you want Ebreth to go with you in case he senses more intellect of ours? Sure. I mean, the temple's not very big, so... We're all very nervous. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. And I guess Tor will go back to the door, I suppose, and just put my ear up to it. Saria yeah, okay. is very quiet right now. You would notice she's just sort of shuffling around. Kalima first. Going around, I mean, you see some people that seem to be kind of just taking care of the overall place. They don't look like priests, but they, they look like they're just um, making sure everything's in its proper place. Uh, maybe some acolytes. Okay, but nobody looks in charge. Nobody particularly in charge. It seems like you get the impression right now it's just a general time of people coming in for prayer, but especially since there's a temple to Lathander, who is of the dawn, not a lot of people would be focusing on worshiping at this time of day. And I'm also being very, like, respectful and not, like, trying to disturb anybody who's, like, praying. Just kind of quietly walking around. Tor, kind of putting your, your ear to the door, you listen very carefully. And you think you just barely can hear the sound of water? That leads under. I hear water. That makes sense. I guess we'll wait for Kalima to get back and then we'll just find out what's back there. Kalima, do you do anything else, or do you just head back to the group? If I don't see anybody who looks more in charge, then I would just head back to the room. Um, okay. I would like to then leave a, a note of sorts with 
Noah's body with okay. instructions to have it returned to, I guess, to the Academy or to the Wizard's Tower? The Academy would be the place. You know, just, and then, like, leave my signature so that Shamar would recognize it and, like, leave it just on the table with the body, basically. Through the door! Sarya. Yes. I believe you should lead us here since you're currently immune. Yeah, right. Good point. And I guess we're going to try to be unobtrusive. Be careful. I don't think this place would have been marked especially on the map if it wasn't for a reason. Yeah, I I I, uh, I agree. Um yeah, you're right. So, we'll try to just sneak in and uh see what we find out and just deal with it cuz that's kind of all we can do right now, right? That about sums it up. I open the door for you. Thank you. Thank you, Tor. <laughs> so, Tor, you push, and it sinks in a little easier than you thought it would, considering it looks like stone, and it just pushes and swings open. And as it opens, you see a staircase that seems to spiral downward. I would like to move stealthily. Go ahead. 25. 21. 25. 6. 8. As you kind of begin to proceed down the steps... You go and follow it downward. You particularly hear like a couple of little scrapes from Kalima's shield, and Daryl kind of trip a little bit on his robes as you guys are going down. But for the most part, you're fairly quiet. Proceeding downward, you eventually come down to a small tunnel that branches in three directions, one straight ahead before it curves slightly, and two that branch off to the left and right. Straight ahead, both... Daryl and Saria, you believe you've seen that path before in the vision when you touched the papers with the psionic. Yeah, imprint. yeah. So we saw this path. Well, you saw what you believe to be this path at some point, the path that leads straight ahead. So it's like a feeling of almost like deja vu for us. Yeah. You guys do proceed for several minutes, by the way, as you go down. Yeah. It takes you guys a little bit of time. I to would get whisper back down. like. It's like a feeling of deja vu. I saw this with those weird papers gave us visions. So did I. So it means something. So I guess- It means we're probably on the right track. So I guess we'll keep moving forward. Should just be on guard and have Aberth be sniffing the air. You guys proceed straight ahead? Yep. Yes. Okay. So you guys begin to proceed ahead and follow the slight curve of the tunnel. And after a few minutes of walking down this tunnel, you- begin to get a smell. Like oh. dead <laughs> dragonborn? A decaying scent. Oh. Very strong. As you guys continue to proceed forward, you round a corner and what you see initially is three figures. Two of them dressed in, in cloaks, one in full robes. One of the ones in cloaks is wearing what appears to be a chain shirt and the third is also wearing just simple studded armor. And they seem to be discussing amongst themselves around like a well of some sort. And that's kind of where you can hear the water. As you see two small channels proceed off to the left and right from where you're facing of water that seems to be heading in those directions. These figures have their backs turned to us? Currently, yes. Can we hear what they're saying? Make a perception check. So, sorry is very distraught, so she got a four. 24. 21. 10. 21. You catch a little bit of the conversation. Two of the voices in particular sound a little more breathy, a little airier. One you 
recognize the three of you that can hear the conversation. Um, The two breathier voices, you hear, Fulmar has not returned yet. Before the voice you recognize as Melika says, perhaps we should proceed to plan B. Okay, I'll kind of gesture to Kalima. One of them is Melika. They're talking about proceeding to plan B since Fulmar has not returned. She just nods like, I hear you. I think we should kill them. Yeah. More nods. (laughs) Seems like the best plan. If you want, I can lob a fireball in there. You do catch at one point. Well, what do we do with a Tron then? We are leaving one of these alive. They know about my little ones. And another one says, we could turn him and the other. They have my little ones. Then Melika begins to say, fine. And he pauses for a moment. Fireball, no. (laughs) As you see behind him, four figures begin to approach. You guys see a small Arakakrog. No! (laughs) A very dazed look in her eyes, looks unfocused completely. (gasps) Right beside a half-orc, a young half-orc man. Also dazed look, like it's, it's almost as if they're just confused. They're unfocused my babies <laughs> directly behind them you see two thugs holding crossbows kind of prodding them forward as this happens both thugs pause Melika lifts his head at that moment and you hear in your heads who's there uh i don't you do not all three start to look around the half orc and the arakakra are my little ones we have to do something no fireball okay. no fireball daryl ah <sighs> Fine. Melika turns towards the tunnel. You guys are kind of huddled, trying to stay in the dark. What are we doing? Is someone there? I can hit them with a magic missile. We should pick out the ones with the crossbows. Yes. No, we should go after Melika. I need everyone but Saria to make wisdom saves for me. With a nat 20, Woo! that would be 26. 22. 8. 22. Sildan, Kalima... And Tor, for a moment, you feel as if someone's pressing against your mind, but you resist it. Daryl, you don't notice anything. Daryl? Do I just hear this in my head? No, he's speaking out loud. Come out. Bring your friends. I know you're not alone. It, that revelation, I'll, I'll walk out, and then I will cast Magic Missile at him. As you kind of walk out into the room, you also notice in the corners... Four ghouls, crossbow bolts trained. And as you kind of step closer, you realize in front of you, you see a blue dragonborn skin twitching with what looks like electricity flowing visibly across it. Melika standing there, hood pulled over his head. And between the two, a ghoul-like figure with intelligent eyes stares you down as you see a Darakul. And as you cast Magic Missile, you just see Melika raise a hand and just cancels your spell and goes, I said, tell your friends to come out too. Uh, I'm not really feeling it. He stares at you. I remember now. And he calls out, Kalima. I remember now I was left there, left on the battlefield 
believes dead, bleeding. Every last ounce of me wanted to go to my God, but I didn't. Someone found me. Someone saved me. There is an interesting process that my master subjected me to. Pain like you could never imagine. He returned these memories to me. He returned who I was, this Melika. But I am so much more now. I am now Zelix. I am more than a pitiful shell of a human. There's a process called Ceramorphosis. A slug injected into my brain changed me. And as he speaks, the voice shifts from out loud to in your heads. Altered me. Made me more than I was. He asked me to use you if I could, but to not allow you any closer. So, we'll do this my way then. And as he continues to speak, his human figure changes. Four parts around his mouth sprout long tendrils. His teeth vanish back into sharp, jagged spikes. His body thins and elongates. His head grows long and bald. And he takes on a purplish hue as his fingers grow long and essentially looks like a squid atop a humanoid form. Oh, no. Now you deal with me. Before anything else happens, as Daryl had the time to kind of step up and take a moment and then release a spell, what were the rest of you doing? You will have a brief moment if you want to do something quick that is essentially not an attack for the sake of just... So, yeah, quick quick question. We were all stealthed, correct? You were all stealthed as far as you were aware. As far as we were aware, up until everybody else's minds got spotted. Yes, and as far as you're aware, Melika slash Zelix even commented to Daryl, where are your friends? I was going to kind of scuttle over to the side here, and I wanted to try to communicate telepathically with Cha and Atron. Phew. All right, so I can't reach out to two people telepathically at once, but I can do it both of them pretty quickly if that's okay. For the sake of this, like you can do like a quick back and forth. Your Master Sildan is here. We've come to save you. When either I we tell you to go or you see an opportunity, just run and hide until this is over. Don't try to fight, just run. You'll get a response that seems a little garbled as if someone is trying to push through something. You'll hear a, a, a small light voice, which you assume to be Cha, say, the Dragonborn has me, the scary thing has a Tron. Okay. Shoot, I don't have any way to communicate that with anybody else in the group. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what you're going to be doing as Daryl's kind of walking up. You see him release the magic yeah. the bolts. As you're moving into the back corner of the room, still behind Daryl, Tor? Tor's just kind of squinting at one of the enemies, and using his uh, cunning action, he's able to just activate insightful fighting to kind of get a read on one of them. Which enemy are you looking at? Then I'll use it on the one behind Cha. 16. Kalima and Sildan. How far am I able to move towards Cha and Atron where they wouldn't? You'll have to stick by the wall on your right because you can get over to the right corner without being potentially spotted. Okay, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go right there. I'm just going to creep up to where I can kind of like peer into the room. Okay, so your best bet is hugging the wall 
on the left just inside. If you want to just peer into the room. Yeah, I just want to go like just to the edge so I can get a better like lay of what's going on. As this is all happening, as Zelix is revealing his form, Eberoth kind of just sneaks past you, Kalima, and stands right beside you, Daryl, growling at the three targets in front of you. Good boy. So here you are, you're, you're staring down this abomination in front of you. Zelix's tentacled mouth seeming to reach out to you, the Watcher, her body twitching as electricity passes through it, and the daughter cool studying you closely as the ghouls surrounding you train their crossbows and the reek of decay that just fills the entire chamber. Zelix kind of stares towards you, Daryl. So, will you tell me where your friends are, or will I have to consume the knowledge myself. It's like, well, they're right behind you, of course. You haven't noticed yet? Make a deception check, and then right after that, I need everyone to roll initiative. 11 total. (laughs) You see his hands come up and begin to turn back. But Sildan, you see this, and you can act. Because I have 45 movement. 45 will get you at a Tron. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna run up there. As you run up, the ghoul that you were right next to it sees you and just instinctively goes to swipe at you with its uh, mangled hand. And it hits. You take six points of damage as it slashes across your side, but you still take off. Immediately, all eyes in the room seem to turn towards you. And as you get there, a bolt is fired at Atron and a bolt is fired at Cha. The one that was right next to Cha seems a little bit more surprised at you just suddenly appearing and kind of shifts by accident and the bolt passes right by her shoulder. The one at Atron though slams into his back. So as he kind of stumbles forward, you see the bolt pierce directly through. It protrudes from the other side, but he's staying up. Looks bad though, like anything else would take him down. So Sildan, you have rushed up blade drawn as you head towards these two attackers. Okay, I take a slash with my blade at, at the one right uh, in front of Tron. Natural 20! <gasps> Max damage! 17. So you rush up and you take a stab. As the bolt leaves the crossbow, you slam the blade directly into his side, pull it out. You see him stumble. The crossbow drops from his hands as he starts to like kind of fumble for a weapon, but he's holding up. Okay, and then I'm going to punch him or kick him. Not a 20, but it's a 19. I'll take it. That hits. Nine. As that final strike goes in, you follow up by pulling the blade back, twist and spin, slamming your heel right into the fresh wound. You hear a crack of rib and just suddenly he and drops. Yeah. A small brain-like creature appears atop his head as soon as he falls. Okay. So with that, uh, my decision's made. (laughs) I'm gonna flurry of blows, that stupid brain thing. The total of 20 uh, something. You hit. 10. You slam into it and it feels just as disgusting this time uh, as your foot kind of, after the initial kick comes straight down onto this thing. It's limping, but still up. Well, I have another punch I can throw. 14 plus seven, 20. Yeah. (laughs) Nine. As your foot pulls back, you slam again and just hear a splat against the ground. That's great. It's my turn. I'm super prepared for what I need to do. You're going for Zelix? Yep. 
as you see him turn, Sildan takes off and immediately you go the opposite direction and rush towards the back of this horrific thing. Okay, I'm gonna use my bonus action to uh, use my lethal strike just for two points. So draw my blade and I'm just gonna slash him with my scimitar. Natural 20, 38 points of damage. All right, you rush up, pull the, the frost brand scimitar from your side focus as the blade vibrates with your psionic energy and slash up just as Zelix, realizing no one's there begins to turn and you slash <laughs> right across cutting him from his hip to shoulder he takes a step back as he glares down at you his four uh, tentacle mouth opens up as you see rows and rows of sharp teeth i'm gonna yell the dragonborn and this one are controlling the little ones Sildan, as you are right next to Atron, you see him begin to blink and seem to start to come out of his daze. Three of the ghouls will go now. One of the two in the left corner of the room is going to fire a shot at you, Daryl. The other one on your left is going to fire a shot at you, Saria. And the ghoul on the right that did not swipe at Sildan will step out a little and fire at the elf that just ran by him. Bring it. It fires and just passes harmlessly over you, Daryl. Wow, he's a terrible shot. Sorry, as the ghoul in the back corner on your left fires a bolt, with all of your attention on Zelix, you feel it slam into your side. Four points of damage. Final attack towards Sildan. Just hits. You notice the ghoul in the background. You begin to turn, trying to use your blade to deflect the blow, but it just passes a little quicker than you expected, dealing six points of damage. Meanwhile, this Mm -hmm. more intelligent ghoul Uh is going to uh, turn towards you, Saria. It seems to open its mouth hungrily as it starts Uh to circle around you and holds its war pick out and takes first a swing with that, hitting, take four points of damage. As the war pick slices a little into your side, it quickly swipes at you with its claw. You duck under it as it passes right over your head and as you kind of begin to pick your head up it goes to bite at you and it hits dealing 14 (laughs) points of damage however i need you to make a con saving yeah i had a feeling it's gonna be an 18. you feel like it's attempting to infect you with something but you push it off meanwhile this one (laughs) ghoul at the back who took a swipe at this strange elf is then going to uh, take his crossbow and fire at the elf. And it hits. And you take another six points of damage. Ebroth. Ebroth, being the good dog that he is, will move mm-hmm. forward to be uh, on the opposite side of the Darakul so that he will now have <laughs> flanking against him. So he will uh, go ahead and try and bite at go the for it. Darakul. 14 plus 3 is 17 to hit. 17. He rushes up and grips the the Darakul's leg in a firm bite. Good boy. Four damage, but he needs to make a DC 11 strength saving throw or be uh, knocked prone. The Darakul doesn't seem to budge at all. That brings us to the only remaining thug. He is going to drop the crossbow, draw a scimitar, and take a swing at a Tron. And as Atron's blinking, he comes to his senses, turns, and you see him catch the blade and push it back. That brings us to the Watcher. She's gonna step up and move 
beside you, Saria. Seems to take a close look at you. Ah, number 17. <gasps> I wondered where you were. Things have happened to me since you left. Let me show you. <sighs> Breathe in deep and release a blast of electrical energy at you. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 22. As she breathes in, you see the little twitches of electricity that was coursing through you suddenly gather in immense strength, focus all into her throat, and the blast slams out. You duck, hitting the ground as it passes mostly overhead, but still you get caught in a lot of the electrical uh, attacks. You take 20 points of lightning damage. As the lightning leaves, she kind of breathes heavily for a moment. Maybe I will end you. It is Zelix's turn. So you see him turn towards you, Saria, and say, Pitiful creature, I will stop all of you. And he focuses, and you recognize uh, that same type of power, that psionic energy, as a pulse ripples out, but you feel it kind of wash around you, essentially like waves crashing behind you and are completely unaffected. However, Ebroth, Daryl, Kalima, and Tor, I need intelligence saving throws. One of the ghouls and the Darakul will need to make one as well, since they're behind you, Saria. But for now, Ebroth. Negative three. Daryl. 26, then. 15 total. It's a 10. As a blast of psionic energy goes out, Ebroth and Tor, you take 15 points of psychic damage. Daryl Klima, you take no damage, but you feel this immense pressure hit you. However, Tor and Ebroth, you are both stunned. So Abrath poofs back into a statuette. Yeah. However, both the ghoul and the daughter ghoul seem to be stunned as well. But as this releases, you see a confused look on Zelex's face towards you, Saria. All right. So Daryl is going to cast Flaming Sphere as mm. a level three spell. Mm. And he is actually going to put it directly behind the Watcher. So you all watch as Daryl releases his arcane magic and his flaming sphere appears in the space beside the blue dragonborn. And then I will use my bonus action to smack it into him. Roll your damage. 14 damage. As the ball of flame just rolls right into this thing who seems to have her full attention on you, Saria, it slams in burning what's kind of left of her scales and flesh and cries out in pain and, and surprise. So that brings us to Tor. Your muscles are locked up and you try to fight through the stunned. Make an intelligence saving throughout the end of your turn. 19. Uh, you focus and break out and you can feel your muscles relax as you can start to move again. Awesome. That brings us to Kalima. Kalima is going to shift up right next to Daryl. Hey, buddy. Hi, hi, hi. Drop her mace. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like at her feet, basically. She is going to cast Healing Word towards Saria. Seven points of healing back. And then she's also going to reach out her hand and you see her kind of like doing the... uh, what do you call it? Somatic components as she is going to then cast her cantrip of Sacred Flame onto Zelix. Mm -hmm. 14 points of damage. As a beam of radiant energy slams down on your former ally, Melika, now turned Zelix, you hear a cry. (sighs) As both eyes turn to you, 
and just lock with yours. And she just mm. stares back like, bring it. Okay, so he's going to go run over here. So you're running past the down thug and around the one that is behind Cha. Yes. As you pass by Cha, she takes a swing at you and connects. Her fist like <gasps> slams into your side, dealing two points of damage. You pull away and rush around the thug as Atron seems to be facing off from the other side. So you do have flanking. So I will take a slash at him with my sword. 21. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be eight points of damage. So you thrust the blade forward and slash into his side. He begins to turn towards you, his scimitar at the ready, but he's kind of looking back and forth between you and Atron. Does a 13 hit? As you pull the blade back, you slam your fist right into the wound that you had just made. Eight more points of damage. So uh, I'm going to spend my last key point to Plaria Blues. 23. Yeah. Nine points of damage. And as your foot comes up, you slam it into his throat as this thug drops to the ground and intellect devourer appears upon his head. I know it's there. Uh, and you have one more flurry of blow. That's a 20. Roll your damage. 16. So you pull your foot back after slamming it into the thug's throat. As he drops, your foot goes straight above your head in preparation as the intellect devourer appears and brings it straight down. Yeah! And crushes it against the floor. Squish, squish, squish! Saria, you are up. I'm gonna try to take out Zelix here, so nothing too wild or creative. I don't have any way to get flanking. I'm just gonna stay being flanked. Uh, I'm gonna use two more of my side points, and I'm gonna take a swing at Zelix. That's going to be a total of 20. As you bring the blade up, you see he forms a shimmer of a shield, and you cut through right before it finishes. 26 points of damage. So you, again, turn your blade and slash across Zelix. Another pulse of ice and psionic energy hits him. You see this this purplish blood begin to pool at the base of his eyes and drip down. And he's rocking back and forth, but he's still up. Two ghouls to the left of the room, to the left of you, Kalima, begin, like, drop their crossbows and just kind of start to shamble towards you. The, one of the ones, the only unstunned one on the right side of the room to your right, Saria, begins to lumber its way forward and also drops its crossbow. So we'll do the two by you, Kalima. The one just at the corner behind you takes a swing. It just barely hits as its claws uh, rake across your side. You take four points of slashing damage from it. Uh, the second one also takes a swing, also hits. And that one takes five points of damage. And the one right by you, Saria, takes a swing. And you just, like, take a step as it just... It was a pathetic swipe at you. That brings us to the daughter, Cool, who can't do anything except try to remain stunned. The Watcher doesn't really like being near fire and knows who just set her on fire. You see her... Uh, raise her her clawed hand and go to swipe at you as electricity forms in her hand. As she she claws across you, you feel a jolt of electricity in addition to a slash. And you take 18 points combined of of slashing and lightning damage. I think I need to make a roll to maintain that flaming sphere. Make a constitution saving throw. An 11 and a 12 on the die. So I think you're fine flaming sphere is maintained. That brings us 
to Zelix, who, looking bad, he, he looks towards you, Saria. I heard of you. They said you were weak. Let's prove it. And he reaches towards you as uh, he begins to cast and a shimmer forms around your person and you feel something begin to take hold around you. Wait, what? I need to make a strength check. It's a 20 on the die. <laughs> you rolled a natural 20. I rolled a natural 20. It's the good die. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought there were no good dies. It is no. Now it's the good die. Yeah. It oh it. my gosh! As this this force pulls around you, you feel your body begin to hold. Your feet start to lift, and you force and force <gasps> and resist, landing Yay. both feet on the ground, staring straight at this horrific creature in front of you. As you break it, his eyes go wide in shock, horror, and worry. Daryl. All right. So what I am going to do is move the flaming sphere right at the uh, Zelix. You're throwing it at Zelix? Yes, throwing it at Zelix. Go ahead and roll your damage because this might not matter. Seven damage. He fully sees the flaming sphere coming mm -hmm. towards him. And as it does, he starts to tuck and roll out of the way, shifting around to avoid it. And you see it catch on the, the hem of his robes that he's wearing. And he lights up, flames covering his entire person. You hear him as his body crumples and the flaming sphere is all that you currently see on that spot. And that's what we'll pick up next time. Thank you all so much for listening. Please share this podcast with your friends if you've enjoyed it. You can follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written. If you have your own questions to the DM, you can email them at dm at dndraw.com. Please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and also subscribe and leave us a comment on Podbean, Google Play, or Stitcher. Thanks, guys.